This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Hey, everyone out there. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had an enjoyable Labor Day weekend, the other weekend, past weekend with your family. Just had a good time hanging out. You know, family's so important, Randy. I'll tell you, as we live through life to have fun and enjoy the ones that are around us. And uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you're listening online via podcast subscription, I appreciate your listenership. We'd love, as always, your feedback, your comments on the show, and uh, feel free to share us. If you're gained value, got value from the show each and every week, share us around so others can get the same. If you're listening on the radio, we want to thank you for tuning in as well and dialing in each and every week to the show. And, you know, this week, Randy, we got a lot of good things to talk about. We got some uh, uh, really great doctor coming on. We have some financial tips and thoughts, and I'll let you share the rest because yeah. you're always ready. I am ready. Dr. Josh Daly is going to be our guest this week uh, from the South Florida Foot and Ankle Center. He is a foot and ankle surgeon, and he sees an awful lot more than people just kind of rolling their ankles while they're playing tennis. There's a lot of things that we can probably do to avoid some of the aches and pains later in life. And we're going to talk a little preventative today, and that'll be coming up a little bit later on. And one of the things that he talks about is the importance of nutrition. And everybody, I mean, this whole show, we've talked about that many, many different times. And so let's kind of twist that around a little bit, Michael. Let's talk today about the importance of maybe looking at that part of the investment sector. We hear about Amazon and Whole Foods. We talk about people better eating. There's got to be some opportunities there. I'm sure we can uh, we can uh, do a segment on that. So that's all coming up. It's all coming up. We're going to have a good time. We're also going to have a special guest in studio as well, uh, Tim Popatic. He's a stud and really creating of date night comedy all throughout the country. Churches have been dialing in. But before we get into that, just like we do each and every show, the first segment, I want to just take a few minutes and talk about some motivation and talk about the idea of creating the right environment for success. You know, it's interesting. You hear all these steps to success and success. And of course, we talked about that previous show, three steps. If you missed it, go to leanonthewall.com, click radio, media, and subscribe to the previous shows. You can get it. But the really creating the right environment for success is so important. And you say, what in the world are you talking about when you talk about creating the right environment? You know, Randy, it's interesting to me as we look at our culture today, as we look at our society today, Everyone wants to, number one, they want the easy route to success, and number, it's just not reality, okay? The other thing that I found is I remember listening to Zig a long time ago, and he talked about the idea that as we look at life, as we live life, sometimes it can be too easy. Our environment can be too easy, and that easy environment can cause us actually to lead and, and go towards failure. And you say, how in the world does that make sense? I love the thought that says champions are not made on feather beds, so what does that mean? Well, that means if life is too cushy and too simple and too easy, we're prone to navigate naturally towards the ease. You know, it's like working out. We all know that we should go to the gym. We all know that we should eat healthy. We all know that we should do things that are better for our body. You know, but sometimes putting those green leafy-like plants in our mouth <laughs> are not as easy and as comfortable as the nice shiny box that comes to your door by a delivery man that's got little round red things on it called pepperonis. Everybody loves pizza in this culture, and that's easy because you pick up the phone, you dial the number, you pay for it on the card, it comes delivered, and a nice fanny fancy wagon, unless the guy's just starting out there and he's got a makeshift car, but he brings you that box, you eat it, and you get all these, extra, oh, I better get extra cheese, oh, I got to get extra this, we got to get extra, that's easy. Now, you may not love pizza, and that's fine, but the point is, in life, when it comes to, to success, 
What I'm talking about is we we live in a culture where parents, unfortunately, and I believe it's to the detriment of children. This is my own opinion. But I believe they've made it too easy for the children. How do trees gain their strength? They gain it from wind. They gain it from storms. They gain it from their roots growing deep or growing tight with one another. And if we don't allow our children, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to be in an environment where we can grow from the hardships that come about us in life, we're in trouble. You know, I think, Randy, of the, the, the situation with our students today, our kids today, our athletes today, where it's an everyone wins culture. There is no way we're going to create the kind of uh, fuel in them to propel them to be all that God's called them to be. And so when I think about success and I think about achieving success, I think the sooner that we can allow ourselves to come to the reality, listen, whether you're five years old, 20 years old, 40 years old, or 60 years old, or 80 years old, there's still left things for you to do in life. And I think the sooner we get to the reality that the more challenging or the harder we are on ourselves, the easier life will become. The easier and and the, the more simple we wanna take life the more challenging life becomes. So the question that I have for you is what kind of environment have you created for yourself to maximize the success for you long-term? You know, I love the thought that says, too many people go to the grave with their music still in them. Do you realize that you have specific talents, gifts, and abilities that only you can use? And it's a huge responsibility. You have been given those talents, gifts, and abilities to make a difference and change the world around you. And that world isn't necessarily potentially reaching the masses. But what it is is it's a compounding process. It's you reaching one that reaches another, that reaches another, that reaches another. We've heard the whole idea of paying it forward. And what does that mean? Well, that means just simply the idea of adding enough value to someone else's life that they say, you know what? Yeah, I can do that too. And that's important. So look around at your world and what are you doing as far as creating the level of success for you specifically? What does that look like? Okay, what's your day look like? How much time do you spend on your phone? How much time do you spend dialing into your phone? I love the thought that sometimes the only way to find true clarity for your future is in silence. Let me say that again. Sometimes the only way to try find true clarity for your future is in silence. You say, well, Mike, what does that mean? How often do you step back in life and just be silent? Step back in life and shut off the technology. I call it Operation Unplug, right? Shut off the technology, shut off the TV, shut off the noise around you, and just kind of be still and think. You know, we live in a culture today where it's, you're hard-pressed to find people that actually think. They can't think for themselves. We're in a situation where we are so inundated with images and content and information day in and day out from sources that don't really care about you. All they care about is selling you a product. So my question is, what, what have you been designed to do? Not the product you can buy, but the design that you have internally the desire you have in your heart, that you know there's something more, but I don't know what that looks like. Are you in a situation where you've created a culture, let's say for your children or grandchildren, where it's too easy? You want to pay for everything that they have. You want to do everything that you can to protect them from pain. I got to tell you, little warning sign here, ding, ding, ding. You're in a place where you are inhibiting them from success. Why? Not because you don't care. Of course you care. That's why you're doing what you do. And it's commendable. But is it the best for them? 
Because as a parent and as a grandparent, with our kids and grandkids, should we be trying to protect them from every little problem in the world? Or should we be trying to prepare them to be the best adults that can add significant value for future society? And that can only come from learning things and skinning your knees along the way. So as we have this first segment, my question to you is, are you in a situation where you are in a place where you are creating an environment for success for you? Are you in a place where you are in the mindset that if it's to be, it's up to me? You got to step into it. You got to do it. The only person that's going to live your goals and your desires and your dreams is you. So my question is, are you putting those steps in place, getting up in the morning, having positive thoughts? You know, one of the things, Randy, that every single day when I step out of bed, the thought that I have in my mind is this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I remember Cyrus, my uh, he's, he's nine, he'll be 10 now, it's crazy. But he actually, uh, one time, a couple years ago, he comes to me and he said, hey dad, do you know it's a choice to rejoice? And he said, that's my first quotable quote, <laughs> which I love. But it's the idea that it is our choice. We make choices. And the choice that you make each and every day matters. One quick story to kind of dial this all in and wrap this first segment up. I think of my life. You know, my dad had an HVAC company, worked hard, worked with him in real estate and other things, still around, still working hard, probably will for some time, just because he loves to work. And by the way, you got to have a work-life balance. That's crucial. But the other thing that I think about that he did for me that I did not realize until I was older, and I'm, I'll be 40, I just turned 40 actually September 9th, so here we are the 10th, and I just turned 40, it's a big milestone in my life, and I'm thinking back about these things, and in particular my dad, right? He's in a situation where I turned 16, he said, hey Mike, you want to get a car? Yeah, I want to get a car. Okay, great, go, get, go make some money and pay for one. <laughs> so that's what I did. I didn't know any better. It wasn't like, hey, here's a, you know, I, I had to go pay for one. Uh, you want to go to college? Sure. Yeah, I want to go to college. Uh, okay, here's 2000 a year. That's it. The rest is on me. You know what? It created an opportunity for me to say, right, I got to figure this stuff out. Now, at the time, you know, I was kind of kicking and screaming. Poor little old me, plum disease in full force, right? Poor little old me. Here I am, my friends. And But I realized that if it's to be, it's up to me. I had to figure out what, what internal... Uh, machine is inside of me to make this happen. I had to realize for me what my relationship with God looked like and trusting in him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I had to realize that I had to get up in the morning and if I was to achieve success, I had to create it and I had to earn it. It wasn't just going to come. And I look at some of the friends that I have Right now, and maybe you can evaluate this in your own life. I look at friends that I have that were just given things. They were given a new car every two, three years. They were given a full ride to college. They were given, uh, you know, hey, you need some money to go do. They were giving those things. I didn't receive that. And I'm not, again, I'm not being a pity party, but I look back now and I say, wow, what great value that was for me. Because it taught me self-responsibility. It taught me that if this is going to happen, and now I look back now, praise God, we're in a situation where I'm literally... Uh, 20, 25 years later, looking back, you know, we've been in business 17 years. We have the opportunity to help wealthy people protect, grow, reduce taxes on their wealth. We've spoken to colleges and universities in different parts of the country, motivational speaking here and there, written several books, radio show. I mean, God has blessed us so much. I'm not using this as a, hey, look at me. I'm using this as saying, it's amazing to me. And I think about myself, what I have done, some of the things that I've done, some of the things God's blessed us with and stepped into, if my father would have been in a place where he said, here, Mike, Here's X amount of dollars for a car. Here's X amount of money for a college. He knew what I needed. 
because I, I would have taken advantage of those gifts at a younger age. He knew that I needed uh, kind of the, the, the tough love, so to speak, to say, go do it on your own. That's what I needed. So my question is, in your life, in your children's life, in your grandkids' life, are you creating the environment for them that gave you the ability to have the success that you currently have today? Very important question, something we need to think about. I think something that as a society, we need to change the lens and how we view success and how we get there. Because the elevator to the top, it's always broken. you got to take the stairs, and it's not easy along the way. Hope you gained something from that. Well, coming up next segment, we're going to talk about uh, the importance of marriage and family. We've got a great guy, Tim Papadik. He has instituted some really cool things uh, with marriages across the country that you don't want to miss. So hang around. We'll be back right after this. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. It's not about the money, money, money. We don't need your money, money, money. We just want to make the world Welcome back, folks, to The Michael Wall Show. And we're here, as always, adding value to your life so you can live on purpose and live with purpose at any time, check us out, leanonthewall.com. Reach out to us on the show if you're not a subscriber. If you're listening to this on the radio, a lot of people are listening, tuning in via podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. So you say, what is all that about? Well, go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio and media, and there'll be a place there for you to uh, learn about how to subscribe to the show if you've got a smartphone. A lot of people are listening to us that way, not only all over the country, but around the world in a variety, 104 countries, actually, to, to be specific. So it's a great thing to add value. Talk about finance, talk about uh, different guests. we got a guest coming on later, Dr. Josh Daly, talking about health and how to be healthy, circulation. But right now, we got a special guest, Tim Popatic. Tim is a great guy, become a friend over the years, and I met him uh, recently, actually, and in, in we've connected, heard the name over the years, I guess I should say. Uh, he was involved with Christ Fellowship, which is a church that I go to now. He was very involved with Chick-fil-A, Randy, which I know you eat at Chick-fil-A. I am very uh, for- involved with Chick-fil-A every morning. <laughs> Matter of fact, their biscuits and I are very acquainted, yes. Listen, Randy is a connoisseur of biscuits, <laughs> and it's very, very important. And now, the good news is, is he Tim is here in studio, so Tim, you can tune in as, as you will. But the good, th- good, good thing about Randy is he typically runs fifteen to twenty-five miles a day. Oh, really? Okay. So the, the story there is between Michael and I, the twenty-five miles <laughs> is he runs twenty-five, I run none, so I average about thirteen and a half. So that's how it works. <laughs> it's a, it's, Michael, he's just, he's just a biscuit man. He's a biscuit man. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a B man. It's 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 all good. But you know, really, Tim has been involved with some really cool things with Chick Fil A as far as marriages across the country. Now he's involved in date night company. You know the story better than I do. So why don't you just yeah. share with our listeners a little bit about uh, what your story looked like, CF to Chick Fil A to what you're doing now, and why these things are important. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Randy. You know, was really brought into ministry, called into ministry years ago and worked full time in the ministry for about 22 years. During that time, working with a lot of uh, families, a lot of marriages, seeing a lot of great stuff, but but asking myself the question, what what would it look like if the church could get beyond the walls of the church Mm. and begin to impact the community? And we know that probably one of the greatest felt needs that folks have, in fact, even within the church space, the greatest opportunity for a person to come to faith or even come to church is really marriage, birth, and death. Mm. And so what we realize is that we need to be targeting gateways for folks, uh, even in the community, to come through one of those three gateways. And so, you know, you ask anybody all the time, uh, hey, how did you come to church? You know, and I think a lot of churches uh, have this misnomer that they come because the worship is awesome or they got cool lights, you know, or this new building. That's not why people go to church. Mm-hmm. People go to church, they're drawn to it uh, because of one of those three areas. So either they're, they're getting married, uh, they go check out a church, you know, they're going through that process of figuring out their stuff together. They're either in a marriage and they're about to have a child and they say, wow, we are so messed up. We better get some help. So we're going to go to church. <laughs> or or there's some issue of death or some recovery mm-hmm. or something where it's really rocking their world and they're drawn back to the local church. So uh, we, we decided, even as a church, we said, hey, let's step outside of the walls and see if we can uh, just energize the community around us. Mm. So we partnered up with a, an organization called Chick-fil-A, which you guys are familiar with, Randy more than you, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. Exactly. very much yeah. so. Uh, and and it was great. So this was uh, seven years ago this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partnered with 10 local Chick-fil-A's. And it was a really fun story to get these guys uh, engaged. Of course, they love doing stuff in the community. They love uh, making an impact. Their big thing is hospitality, which was great. So we decided, well, what if we put date nights inside of your stores? Mm. And we began to blow up you know, these stores in a, in a figurative way, but uh, with people. And so it was funny. They said, uh, well, we're in, you know, possibly interested in that. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you give us your worst day? And so their worst day actually happens for sales, happens to be on Mondays. And so it also happens to be the closest day to Sunday. And we thought, well, what better way to equip local churches to partner up together, but to remind them on Sundays to go visit their Chick-fil-A's on Mondays. Hmm. So that's how it started. And so we began. And it's interesting that Monday is their worst day because Sunday they're closed. Sunday they're closed. So you would think, okay, you know, I I remember, uh, who's the comedian? Hawkins. Yeah. You know, he's he's talking about the Chick-fil-A song. He's trying to go and he can't get in. It's closed on Sunday. You got to wait till Monday. So yeah. yeah, So you would think, well, maybe, uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. So it, so we began this huge campaign. One of the things we did is we attached a, uh, a, basically a relationship checkup to Mm. every uh, receipt that would come through. So a person went in, you know, like Randy in the morning, he'd go run to his (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Get his his biscuits. Get his biscuits. And uh, of course, on the receipt, he would see a free code to take this relationship assessment. And so then Randy would go back. He'd take this assessment. Well, the assessment then drove you back to Chick-fil-A's on Monday nights for these date nights. And we saw couples, you know, all over the county, uh, thousands and thousands of couples pour into these Chick-fil-A's. Of course, the operators were besides themselves. They're Mm. like, we've never seen so much business. (laughs) And and yet we know that when you uh, can meet the felt needs of a community, the community will, will rise up. Yeah, And so we saw, as we began to do these assessments, uh, many, many couples not only 
uh, repairing their relationships, but making decisions and pushing pause mm. on that little thing called divorce. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're in a county, and at the time, we had a 62.4% divorce rate. Wow. So it's one of the highest in the state of Florida. Now, since we've been uh, after this and working really hard on date nights across the country, we've actually seen a drop in the state of Florida of 17.6% wow. in the divorce rate. Wow. Which is significant. So part of that is, again, the the uh, uh, the efforts that we've been putting out not only in churches, but in communities to say, hey, look, marriage is important. Take it seriously. Be intentional in your relationships. You know, give your 100%. It's not mm-hmm. everybody bringing 50% to the table. Yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. And then if you if you make that commitment, uh, and then, you know, the, the beauty of assessments, and Michael, you use assessments all the time, mm-hmm. you talk about them, uh, is that you're creating objectivity in your relationship. Yeah. And what better way to do that than to take an assessment about, um, about your marriage? Yeah. Well, and I love the, you know, just for a real tangible, you know, people just, everybody drives a car. Yep. You either drive a car or you're being driven in a car, depending on your wealth status. And, you know, at the end of the day, those vehicles take maintenance. That's right. You know, you might need to change the oil every 3,000 miles, every 7,500 miles. Now, if you drive a Tesla, there's no oil, so you're, <laughs> you, you don't count. But, I mean, no, right. the reality of it is it takes some level of maintenance. I mean, even the Teslas, you got to recharge the battery. You can't just... You can't just drive forever and you're going to be good. You got to take it home, you got to park it, and you got you got to recharge it. So I think the importance is taking a look at what it looks like to continue to check those things up, and that's exactly what you're doing with marriage. Yeah, which is so, great. We and that's what we do. We give them a little tune up. We actually we've got this this assessment tool called the Couple Checkup, and we we actually use it on date night. We call it the Date Night Hero Couple Checkup. And what happens is folks take this. It prints a ten page report for them on their strengths. And also talks about their growth areas and mm. uh, helps them understand just a little bit more like the thermometer of where they are in their relationship. Now, what do you find? So people are coming in, they're eating their biscuits in the morning yeah. <laughs> or they're getting their, their lunch in the afternoon or whatever. They're coming back yeah. for the date night yep. um, and they're, they're doing their thing. They're doing their assessment. What is it? What kind of follow up have you seen or what kind of results, um, you know, sure. after the fact have you seen with this? Yeah, I mean, we've seen everything from, you know, couples, uh, typically our follow-up program is five dates, five weeks. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we encourage couples to go out five times over the course of five weeks. And is this just a couple or is it friends? I mean, are there people there kind of sharing things while they're there? They can double date. They can do whatever they want. You you can even do it as a small group or whatever, but it's being intentional Mm -hmm. in those relationships. And uh, let me give you an example. On this seven years ago, there was this one couple, it was the last week uh, of our our five-week initiative, and we walked into the restaurant and the uh, owner operator said, Hey, you got to hear their story. And Mm -hmm. so I said, okay, what's your story? And the couple, they started off the conversation by saying, we've been separated for a year. Wow. Now I looked at them and said, well, why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, well, uh, the funny story is I was uh, headed to the lawyer's office to finalize the divorce. And my husband was driving around town uh, on the other side of town, saw a sign that said date nights, Chick-fil-A, decided to call me mm. and, uh, and ask me out on a date. Now, at the same time as I was driving to the lawyer's office, uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, you know, wait, there's still hope. Phone rings, it's my husband. He asked me out on a date and I interpreted his hope. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and so I looked at her and I said, well, then what happened? She said, well, two weeks later, he moved back home. Wow. And so now, you know, week five, they're in the front of, you know, church again, worshiping the Lord and mm. uh, three teenage kids. Can you imagine what yeah. that would have done, you yeah. know, to them? And so what people don't realize is the cost of divorce, you know, both on the economy, 
uh, yeah. but also on business yeah. is huge. It's a very high thing. We've done studies, and the cost of it to a business owner is it's north of thirty thousand dollars per employee that gets a divorce. Wow! Because you're you're dealing with everything from presenteeism to absenteeism to you name it, all kinds of stuff that kind yep. of come along and stick to that person. Yeah, and it's uh, so the one of the best things that an employer can do is advocate for healthy marriages inside mm-hmm. the walls of their mm-hmm. uh, business. Yep. And it's strong to fortify the family and to do things. And we've seen all kinds of stuff like, uh, you know, business owners that are getting excited about maybe incentivizing yeah. date nights for their couples, yep. you know, almost like, all, almost like employers using a healthy lifestyle program and, and that sort of exactly. thing. Same idea. Yeah. I mean, imagine if, uh, I mean, here's just a, here's just a free idea, but the idea of, uh, what if, what if you gave each employee a hundred bucks a mm-hmm. month as part mm-hmm. of their benefits package and all they had to do to receive that was to turn in their receipts for going out with their wife. As a know? date, yeah. As a date, just once a month. You know, mm-hmm. just a way to encourage and incentivize them. Uh, we've seen all kinds of things. But I think the beauty of uh, really enriching those relationships, not only is a stronger family, but when you have a stronger family, you're going to have a stronger corporation. Yeah. Right? It's going to impact everything. Right. So it's a stronger community. Everything is impacted by Flows it. Flows through. Flows right through. And it's yep. just, it's systemic to, to who we are, right? I mean, when you're messed up at home, right? Uh, all kinds of crazy things right. begin to happen. Yep. You know, you start making poor decisions. Yep. You, you start, you know, being irrational on a bunch of fronts. And, uh, and honestly, that's where people get in trouble. So we're talking with Tim Popatic. He is the, uh, we'll call him the date night comedy guru in a lot of ways. Really cool guy. And uh, Tim, we got to head to break here, but, and we're going to have you back on. I love what we're talking about here, if that's okay with you. But if you could share with folks just real quick, how can they find out more about you or even find out more about date nights in general? Where can they go? Yeah, a great place to go is datenightcomedytour.com, datenightcomedytour.com. And you can check out our shows all across the country. Uh, we do 40 to 50 shows a year. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Most of them are inside of churches. We like to drive folks to church because we feel like that's a great place for you to grow. And if you're not connected, it's a great place to connect. Well, thanks again, Tim, for uh, taking some time here. And again, folks, uh, datenightcomedytour.com is where you can learn more about that. And if you missed the first part of his segment, go to leanonthewall.com and you can dial into all the parts of the show that you want to hear. We got Dr. Josh Daly coming on for the South Florida Foot and Angle Centers next, talking about being healthy. Very, very important. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Thanks for joining us on The Michael Wall Show. Now, let's get back to the show. And 
Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. Well, since Michael and I have been on the radio, some people have said to us, we suffer from foot-in-mouth disease. Well, we have a guy today who may be able to help us with that. It is Dr. Josh Daly from South Florida Foot and Ankle Centers. Michael, it is important that we uh, have good health in all parts of our body, isn't it? You know, it, it really is. And Josh is a good buddy. You know, I, I met Josh, uh, Dr. Daly, to be official here, but I met, I met uh, Dr. Josh here. We were, we were out picking pumpkins that's right. at the pumpkin patch, and that's where we initially met. And, you know, of course, we were comparing whose was bigger and all that, but we, we got all that worked out. That's right. <laughs> it was a good time. No, Josh is a great, great guy. And, you know, one of the things that I've um, experienced about Dr. Daly is he is – uh, very thorough in his craft and and loves what he does. And so, first off, let me just say thank you so much for joining us today. Oh man, I'm, I'm it's an absolute honor and pleasure to be here. I just got out of surgery and ran over quickly to get here, so I'm happy to uh, be here. It's a true honor. Thanks. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So we're going to talk today uh, as we talk. And Randy, you mentioned it, the importance of staying healthy. So as you're listening to this, you know whether you're young or old, you may say, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily. I, I don't need that right now." But, uh, you know, Dr. Daly's in a situation where he sees people on the other side of life. So we want to try and give you some preventative thoughts before you get there. Because I know we, we struck up a conversation a little while back at a friend's birthday party, I think it was, or a child's birthday party or something like that. And we were talking about circulation. And we were talking about how circulation and the loss of circulation in the body can make and have huge impact. And I know in today's culture, you know, people aren't exercising maybe like they used to. People aren't eating as healthy as they used to. We talked about that in the previous show about nutrition and the nutritional value of food. So what are maybe two or three big things that you see in your practice that maybe could be avoidable if people kind of took some preventative measures? Absolutely. Um, the biggest thing for me is, and in our nation today, is obesity, diabetes, and poor circulation. Those, that combo there together, uh, for me, I'm a low extremity surgeon, uh, everything from elective surgeries to wound care and diabetes. And the, the topic always ends up being a diabetic issue. The majority of patients that have complications, uh, issues are diabetic. So what can you do mm. to prevent those things? Well, first off, regular diet and exercise is important. There's so much education on things available. I mean, just from the internet alone, there's so much information that's available to everyone um, that, that allows you to know what you need to do and not do. Um, but between that and not smoking mm. are, are two simple things of, of regular diet and exercise Regular activity, cardiovascular activity, three times a week, 30 minutes a day, whatever, if you want mm. to minimize what requirements would be, and purely not smoking or stop smoking. Those two things there alone are monstrous for me in simplifying surgical procedures, wound healing, and so on from there. What do you think when you take a look at um, exercise? Because, you know, it's, it's a lot of times we know. We know what we should do, right? But it's the idea of allowing ourselves to get there, and then we don't do it. So, so exercise is so crucial because that allows uh, a non—we'll call it a non-breakdown of circulation. And if if you're not exercising, what what would you say is is what you see most common? I know obesity and diabetes and poor circulation are the cause, but what do you what do you typically see at your practice? Well, the actual um, diagnosis or actual problem that I'm yeah, dealing with. Yeah. Well, the the biggest thing for me uh, in the diabetic population is going to be wound problems, ulcers. Mm-hmm. 
um, sores that develop on the feet. Uh, if you, there's too much pressure in one area or, or even just inactivity and your heels just laying in bed or mm. up on your um, couch or sofa or whatever, and you develop a heel ulcer. Uh, sometimes patients admitted to the hospital for something else completely unrelated. Um, a heart attack, for instance. You're in the hospital, hospital bed, and you develop a heel sore, a heel wound or an ulcer, and that can go all the way down to bone. You go down to bone, you get infection, you end up with something called osteomyelitis, infection mm. of the bone, and I get called, and unfortunately, I'm amputating your whole foot, leg, heel, you know, whatever, wherever the infection is, hopefully just a toe. Um, but if we can catch those things early, mm. the, 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 the blister that forms first, if I can see that on at the beginning, no problems for you, even though you're very unhealthy, diabetic, uncontrolled, whatever. Uh, but what I see is the sore that someone ignores for two weeks, mm. And they go, I didn't really think anything of it until my wife saw blood on the floor of my bathroom when wow. I was, whatever. And it what, happens what, all the time. What does that come from? I mean, where, where, how does that come out? Perfect. So when in the diabetic population patient, the nerves get affected over a long period of time. So I don't know how in much detail we get here, but your hemoglobin A1C is, your, is the amount, the percentage of sugar attached, if you will, to your hemoglobin, a component in your blood, right? So your, your, if your hemoglobin for a normal non-diabetic, you want to be below six. That would be a great number. But I have pa- the highest I've ever had a patient is 17.3. Wow. Now, what does that mean? That means his wow. sugar on an average, your blood sugar should be like an 80 if you were to test your blood sugar on a day-to-day basis. Uh, this hemoglobin A1C that I mentioned is more based off of like a three-month average of your sugar. So it's a different little uh, So it's value. not just a one-day test. It's not a one-day test. Your A1C okay. is going to test what you've been. If you cheated today, it's not going to fluctuate so right. much. But if you cheat over three months and it's poor, it's con- uncontrolled. What results is a um, negative effects on your nerves. And these patients literally have complete numbness. And when I say complete, wow. I can inject, I can cut, I can amputate a toe with no anesthesia, no gas, no numbing medicine, nothing, and they will feel absolutely nothing. Now, we don't do that in, right, in right. an appropriate setting. We give them appropriate, but they have no, um, no pain receptors. So what happens? We call it the gift of pain. I, I believe God mm. gave us a gift of mm. pain mm. for you to feel. You step on a, a Lego, right? <laughs> Mike's got young step kids. Step on a lot of, yeah, I, yeah. I've got, I've got three small kids. You step on that, that toy, it hurts. And it hurts a lot. Yeah. Okay? You stub your toe, it hurts. Mm. That, that is, I, I think, a gift given to us. If you do not feel stepping on a Lego, mm. my extreme example, patient with a golf ball in his shoe boot steps on a golf ball, does not know a golf ball is in his shoe, and he literally walks around for four hours until lunchtime with a golf ball in his boot wow. and does not know it or feel it. Wow. That, that numb. And what, what is the result? Pressure in one specific area, you get a sore spot, a wound, it gets infected, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. And that it, numb. And is there, numb is, is there a way to come back from that numbness to create more? Yes. Or, so, not really. Some. Is it kind well, of, yes, once you you're can, there, you're done? Or how, what, what are it's your, super difficult. It's really, really difficult. Once you are there, and that's why it is so important to have preventative, to yeah. try never to get there, right? right. Why, why your sugar control in the diabetic population is so important because once you get too far, then you, we are really just trying to manage the symptoms. And the majority of my day with these patients are educating them 
on regular foot checks. You cannot use feel and sensation mm. in your feet to tell your body mm. if you're bleeding or not. You've got to check every day. Mm-hmm. You should not walk around barefoot at all, ever. I always have a you know battle with my wife about the kids coming out barefoot and running in the yard and things because I pick thorns and glass out of mm. small kids, mm-hmm. and that's not so fun to do because mm. they feel those things, right? Mm-hmm. But the diabetic patient has to use their hands, their eyesight, which their eyesight may not be either, you know so great either. Uh, those things together to prevent something from happening. But there are some nerve vitamins, okay? We dispense, uh, it's a vitamin B complex alpha lipoic acid. These are supplements that have been studied to reverse or grow new nerve fibers. They did a biopsy uh, at day zero, start taking these vitamins, and six months later, do another nerve biopsy, and you see increase in nerve fibers. So there is some So there's some things out there sure. that can be used. And uh, as you're listening to this, folks, we're talking to uh, Dr. Josh Daly. He is with the foot and ankles. He is a foot and ankle surgeon of South Florida Foot and Ankle Centers. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how the world has changed as far as travelers. You know, we got a lot of business travelers today. We got a lot of people flying here there and everywhere and they're younger so they're not necessarily coming to see him day in and day out potentially but they do have and suffer from circulation problems because they're sitting on a flight two three four hours so we want to talk about some preventative ways that you can increase circulation and actually live a healthier better life if you're one of those travelers hang with us we'll be back right after this Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. And welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Online, find us at leanonthewall.com. Talking about health issues today that have to do with our feet, our ankles. We have Dr. Josh Daly in here, a foot and ankle surgeon from South Florida Foot and Ankle Centers. Well, doctor, one of the things that comes to my mind is there's a lot of active people, not even, you know, in retirement, but before retirement, golf, tennis, running, jogging, hiking, we're all very active. And I think about what you talked about of having sores on your feet. It seems to me like finding the correct shoes and the correct boots for your activity is a really important thing because that could lead to some problems. Absolutely. It is important. And, um, you know, the typical person is not going to just develop a sore on their foot. That's that person who, before I had mentioned before the break about neuropathy, uh, that when the nerves are not functioning appropriately, we call that neuropathy. Uh, but every day, the day-to-day person uh, who's healthy could have something when they're sitting still, businessman sitting in a chair, uh, knees are bent for a long extended periods of time, uh, you can develop blood clots in your legs and that's a big circulation issue. Now that could be a uh, family history uh, of, of that. Uh, if you are um, you know, a smoker, your, increase, your chances are increased. If you are female and you take uh, in the age of 40 overweight birth control, birth control pills, if you take these, these are 
all factors that give you a little bit higher risk mm. for blood clots. So the things to do prevention-wise, let's say if you're on a long business flight or you're sitting at your desk a long day and you're not driving a truck across country or whatever it might be, uh, compression stockings can be, it sounds kind of old school kind of a thing, uh, but I myself will wear compression socks that go from my toes up to my knees on days that I know I'm going to have a surgery that's four hours or more. Mm. Uh, that's just my kind of number mm-hmm. just to prevent little um, uh, potential issues. And also people, if you look down at your ankles and you see little spider veins, those little varicose veins, uh, that can be a sign that maybe the valves in your veins that bring blood back up to your heart are not functioning completely appropriate. And so you will get a little more swelling. If you notice your legs swelling more at the end of the day, okay, that you're, that's, that's your first like, hmm, my feet and legs kind of swell a little bit. The first thing you want to do is to have your circulation checked. Now, there's vascular surgeons and interventional cardiologists that can do very, you know, not very invasive, but invasive tests where they inject a dye in the blood and look at the arteries circulation going down. Mm. What's more difficult, look at the veins going back up. And this is more of a valve issue of the valves opening and closing appropriately. And after all the medicines that they have for circulation improvement, all these things, your best preventative thing is well, is compression if we're talking about treating these things, but it's motion. You know, mm. you can't sit still mm-hmm. for four hours and be in a bed. Anytime I do surgery on a patient and I'm going to have them in a cast for several weeks or several months, I will give them, or it's a prolonged surgery time, I will give them a blood thinner. Uh, you hear all these different types, plavic. There's different types of blood thinners, NSAIDs, uh, even if people taking a baby aspirin every day. So tips to do. If you're a traveler mm-hmm. uh, or you're sitting still. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this that they're flying. I mean, they're probably sure. listening to this on the flight. Sure, right. Right? So they're, they're saying, okay, I got a two-hour, three-hour flight, you know, whatever. What, are they, what can they be doing? Uh, an aspirin before the flight is a simple easy thing to lower your risk. It doesn't erase your risks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like I said, if you have a history of cancer or some of these other risk factors, if you're going to get a blood clot in your leg or a deep vein thrombosis, this can be a very serious thing. It can shift, break, move to your lungs, turn into what we call pulmonary embolism. And that can kill you. I mean, mm. that, that's a, this is how potentially serious it is. Now, the statistics, the numbers are very small. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's that whole starfish and there's thousands of them on the beach and the kid throws one back in and, you know, made a difference to that one. To that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. That type of analogy. Mm-hmm. But a, a, a blood thinner and you getting up frequently within the flight or your whatever, pumping your legs back and forth, calf muscle pumps, mm-hmm. standing up and moving around a little bit, just forcing your heartbeat to kind of change uh, a little bit and push some blood around is helpful if you're that person who's at potential risk for a blood clot. And, and I know it's very important that whenever they're there in the seat, they want to try and make sure they don't, when they, when they pump their legs, don't do it when the... Uh, a flight attendant's walking by. <laughs> trip them. Yeah, you don't, want, you don't want to trip the flight attendant. That's, that's a bad thing. Well, let me ask you this. I know, um, you know we talked a little bit off air, and Randy kind of let in a bit with, how important is it in having the correct footwear as you, you know, whether you're playing sports or whether you're in a situation where you're already having an issue current with circulation, um, having the right footwear day in and day out. You know, we, we can be on our feet a lot. So how valuable is that? It's probably the most important thing, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. The number one thing that someone comes to me that doesn't have an injury. Again, I do a lot of trauma surgery. Um, you know, you fall, you break your ankle, I fix it. That's, that's straightforward, easy. But so many times people come to me going, I just have a pain right here, okay, all over this area of my foot. No injury, they didn't do anything. They woke up with the pain. Mm. Now, that is a more difficult thing to die 
diagnose. But the majority of the reason for those things are, and you can pinpoint it, I went to Disney World and I wore this sandal that usually doesn't feel so good for me or whatever. And even if it does feel good for them, you may not know it. And that's the problem because it can be just a little bit of not enough support and that can cause a strain in the ligaments, tendons, you get tendonitis, different bone bruises, all sorts of injuries that can happen. So uh, the the thing that I tell my patients routinely when picking out a shoe, I and especially for small children, I do not like to see kids, small kids, wearing flip-flops. Mm. Okay, Is that right? I do not like kids wearing flip-flops. Now, if it has a heel counter, a heel mm-hmm. on the back, a heel counter, mm-hmm. um, different brands of shoes, that would be better. But the little three-year-old, girl wearing the little mm-hmm. you know uh, almost cartoon. like piece of wood yes. shoe almost yeah. with just the little thong oh, yeah. sandal yeah, thing yeah. going between yep, the toe yep. at that age there's a lot of development things going on I don't like it I would almost rather than be barefoot mm. at that age but mm. with that being said if you're getting if you're working out your shoe should have three things okay you should have the heel counter on the back what goes around the back of your heel bone that should be firm you should not be able to take it and just push it flat down mm. like like some sli- like you know some slider shoes mm-hmm. that's just fabric mm-hmm. and it's just soft it should have a firm heel counter that's number 1 okay mm-hmm. number 2 if you take the shoe flip it around and you're on the side and you try to bend it in half where your arch should be and it bends easily mm. some of these really light yeah. shoes that are like, um, like I said, I don't want to name drop specifically, but there's every single shoe company has a brand that's a super light yeah. shoe, foam yeah. type of thing. Those shoes are not good mm. for a, a runner type of thing. You need that shoe not to bend in the middle of the arch. If it mm. does and you can fold it in half, that is not the shoe you want to wear. Mm-hmm. And lastly, if you take the shoe and you try to try, try to wring it out like a, a, a wet towel, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if it that that should not bend, but should have some resistance, yeah. stiffness, a little heavier than what you think is probably comfortable mm-hmm. is a shoe that you want to prevent strains, sprains, tendonitis, bone contusions, injuries, things like that. So firm shoes, that's the key as you listen to this. Make sure your shoes are firm. Again, we're speaking with uh, Dr. Josh Daly. Uh, not only a good friend, but also a, uh, a great doctor at the South Florida Foot and Ankle Center. So I hope that's been valuable. And if you missed the uh, beginning part of the segment, again, go to leanonthewall.com. And you'll be able to find ways where you can listen to that uh, previous part. But Dr. Uh, Dr. Daly, thank you so much for joining us and hope you come back sometime. My pleasure. Happy to be here anytime. Yeah, awesome. It's a beautiful Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. It's a beautiful day. And welcome back to The Michael Wall Show. Find us online at leanonthewall.com. Well, Michael, interesting guest, Dr. Josh Daly there. And we talked an awful lot about health. We talked a lot about nutrition. 
And it brings to mind to me that there probably are some opportunities there. I hear, you know, in the investing news about Amazon taking over Whole Foods and you talk about people investing in better eating and investing in healthy eating. Where do you see some of your clients ask questions about that? Michael, is there a sector there that I can improve my investing portfolio in? Well, there's definitely opportunity. You know, Randy, when we take a look at markets and things in general, we're, we're coming into a little bit of a, uh, I, I would say, a lull season. You know, we got a lot of things coming on, whether it, whether it's the Fed having to unwind some debt, uh, you know, and, and so all of these things are going to affect interest rates rising. All of these things are going to affect things. Always opportunity. Obviously, we know Amazon buying Whole Foods and the connection there. What does that look like? Are the are the price points for Whole Foods going to re- reduce? But obviously, the volume is going to go up because of the distribution power of Amazon. So yeah, there's definitely some opportunity there. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's it's uh, something we got to be looking at. You know, when we build out a portfolio or in, in investments, it's really something where we want to kind of take a dose of this and an ounce of that and make sure we blend a portfolio and really tailor a portfolio, Randy, that's going to enable people to live long term. And, and not just go all in. One of the things that I will say is from an investment perspective, okay, oftentimes you'll see people that will say, hey, this is a win. I think this is really going to go forward. I think it's going to be great, a lot of growth. And so they'll kind of go all in into the one space. Well, from my perspective, we don't want to do that. Maybe, maybe dip a toe here or dip a toe there, but we want to have a well-rounded, targeted, focused portfolio and approach that gives us the ability to weather any storm, number one, gives us the ability, number two, to reduce taxation. This is a big part of maximizing our portfolio is reducing taxation because it's not just about making money. You know the old statement, Randy, it's not about what we make, it's about it's about what we keep, right? That's, that's exactly right. I mean, listen, you can make money, and that's great, on your investments, on your portfolio, even in income. But if you're given a large portion of it to the government, then, you know, I mean, I, listen, I know, you're, I know you're a good friend of Uncle Sam. <laughs> yes, we're, we're very, very well acquainted. It's like, it's like when you got a government official come to your office and say, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Ah, right. <laughs> you know, not necessarily the case. So, you know, we, we've been talking even with our kids about that. When we talk about investments, we talk about money. I've been going over it with my kids, the importance of what you actually keep. So when you look at a portfolio, what does that mean? Well, that means that we need to take a look at structuring in such a way you know, we've been doing this, Randy, now for a little over almost 17 years where we help families, whether they're coming in for a second opinion on their wealth, they're retiring from a company, rolling a 401k or a, uh, maybe TSP or other type of retirement company plan, uh, or they're selling a business themselves and they're saying, listen, I'm selling a company. I need to save money in taxes on the sale because of the cap gains or other things. And I want to take this big lump sum of money and use it for the rest of my life, for legacy, for estate, for charity, for income, for all of these different things. So when we build that out, what you keep comes down to talking about taxation, return on investment, talk about um, you know giving to charity and all of these things, maximizing it in general. And I think that's what we got to look at, Randy. So yes, there are opportunities. And we need to pay attention to that. And that's why, you know, as we connect with Clarify and use that as the advisory service and there's best of managers there, we're in a situation where we have some best of managers and great off-market structures that we can bring to the table to help us participate in opportunities, but the correct opportunities for the client 
to help them to get where they need to go long term. That's the key, creating the right blend. You know what I think of when we're t- talking about this is the Kevin Spacey commercials, you know, where he's at the airport and there's a, a very short line at the hamburger stand and there's a really long line at the health food stand. So the guy sits down <laughs> with his phone goes, well, there's my investing right there. I'll go with the health place. You know, it's not that easy. You know, they make it look so easy on TV, but it's, you know, it takes more thought than that, doesn't it? Well, it takes a lot more thought and it's really got to be a real plan. And it's just like, you know, moving into retirement. It's funny, Matt LeBlanc actually had some thoughts on this as well. Yeah, he was on Conan O'Brien the other night thinking about retirement at age 50. What would you want to do? Uh, that's you okay. did anything. a typical day. You'd like sleep as long as you want or, <laughs> or get up early if you want. Yeah. It's just not having to go somewhere or someone else telling you what you have to do. And then maybe you go to the gym or not go to the gym. <laughs> maybe you have nine cups of coffee or none. Right. I mean, it's kind of... You've given this a lot of thought. (laughs) I don't think he's given a lot of thought there, Michael. Well, it's interesting. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I can't wait to retirement. And then when they actually get there, it's like, uh, what do I do now? You know? So I think it's the idea of focusing on uh, what do you want to do with your life? And sometimes you need a coach for that to really help you dial that in. In fact, a lot, most times you need a coach for that. I mean, how often do we know what we need to do but not do it? That's why there's coaches. And so that's exactly what we do when we sit down with families and people as they're retiring is kind of help them, coach them through the process of not just how to create a portfolio to protect, grow, and reduce taxes on your wealth, but also be in a situation where we can, you know, coach them through life. Okay, what can we do? How can we plug in? What, what are our passions? What does that look like? And we've been doing this for a long time, sitting down and asking families a lot of questions and helping them get to where they want to go. And that's why having the right guidance is so crucial so you can make the right choices in retirement and have fun while you're doing it. So if you have a question about your wealth, you're listening to this and you're saying, you know what, I just want to get a second opinion, dial into us. Go to leanonthewall.com, click on as you scroll down, request my review, or give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, and we'll have someone from the team have a conversation with you and talk about what that looks like to get more information. But hey, we've wrapped up a show, and if you've missed parts of it, go back and listen to it, leanonthewall.com, radio media tab. You're going to find a lot of information there. Here is to living well, living on purpose, and living with purpose this next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at The Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group, Inc.